Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison and back for a second week, it's Dave Cripp. A second, ahoy hoy, a second week. You make me sound like a sort of new, you know, like when Top Gear got the new presenters and it's like, yeah. this is my second week of the new series, even though we Like Matt LeBlanc, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well there you go. Oh, how full circle we come accidentally. Um, are you well? I mean, the patron subscribers have already heard me answer that question, but yeah, I'm absolutely fine, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. We can't just repeat the, 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 the small I'm fine, talk. Dave. Move on. <laughs> Pete filled his car with petrol and it cost £61. Yeah. Um, that's what happened. That's what I was just having a little moan about. So there you go. But I mean, that, amongst other gold, is uh, worth the Patreon subscription alone, I would have thought. Patreon.com. Hang on while I close my spare room door. Oh, no. Well, this is, this is the sort of stuff you should have been doing in the Patreon intro. Yeah, but I've just realised I can hear my washing machine. That's why. Oh. Let's place bets while Pete closes his door. What do we think? Is it a I'm back. white's wash? Is it a, what is it? Uh, it's uh, colours, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't split my laundry. You don't. What do you do with your whites? Just chuck them all in, mate. Chuck, chuck them oh, all in. Oh, Dave. Yeah, it's all fine. But then your whites go all grey. Well, a, I don't really have that many white clothes. I'm more right. of a, a dark-hued man. Um, but B, I've ne- I have never experienced it, and I don't know. It feels like one of those old urban myths to me of like the times before modern laundry machines. Do you know what I mean? Why am I saying laundry machines? Colours running are not an urban myth. They are if you they wash... They are a serious issue, Dave. But not if you wash on cold, which we should all be doing for the environment, Pete. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, but then it doesn't get marks out. Um, Sorry, Greta. What, uh, what what temperature are you washing at these days? 40. 40. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the difference then. I'm a 30 man myself. But I've never... I've gen- I genuinely have never experienced uh, colours running in the wash. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I feel like it's a, a life a, a life thing I've missed out on over the years uh, but like as the f- very first season doesn't of that Friends, happen in Friends yeah 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 very first season yeah the, the Uber Vice yeah when Rachel leaves a, all her stuff goes pink doesn't it yeah in the East German laundry detergent episode have we done that one uh, I feel like we might have done. You should know better by now than Hang to on, ask I've got the me whether uh, we've done one or not. Yeah, exactly. No, we haven't. We haven't done it? No. Well, guys, if you get your request in now, then you might hear that episode before the turn of the century. <laughs> um, talking of requests, do you fancy hearing this week's request, Pete? The ironic thing is, and this is a bit of behind the scenes, isn't it, is that... <laughs> 
<laughs> I read the request every week, but only because you text it to me. Because yeah, you, send you you're in. the person that deals with the requests. Yeah. So Pete takes. So it sounds the- like you're in charge, but actually. <laughs> It's just takes me. the request, copies it into a WhatsApp, and then I go every week, hey, Pete, do you want to hear this week's request? Like, yes, I just sent you it. <laughs> do you read them before you send them, though, or do you? I mean, yeah, obviously, of course at, the, do. at the time, yeah, but as, I mean, as this request will will indicate, the lag time uh, is, is quite something. So you obviously read it at the time, but when you copy and paste it to me now, do you reread it, or do you wait for yeah, me to read it back? Yeah. So, so this is literally... You're not acting surprised. Oh, fine, okay. Well, I'll read it out for people that aren't you then. Is it the I? one with Ross's inappropriate song? Hey, yeah, says Louisa. Love, love, love the pod and getting to listen to you take the piss out of all the great episodes. I can't believe this one hasn't come up. The one with Ross's inappropriate song. Ross and Rachel singing Baby Got Back. Chandler and Joey being weird in Richard's apartment. True. And best of all, Phoebe meeting Mike's parents. Where does everyone summer? Always makes me laugh. Yes, that is a very funny line. Uh, thanks for making the pod. Would you like to hear the pièce de résistance of this request? Well, yes, I, I know what it is. We'll carry on. Louis- <laughs> so we've really smelt the magic of this bit, haven't we? Thanks for making the pod. Can't wait for season six, <laughs> which yeah, that, indeed started last time ago. June. <laughs> uh, um, this is season seven now, isn't it, Pete? It is season seven, episode two of Friends with Friends. Season season seven, episode two. Do you know what? We've never done this before, but I'm going to look it up. Um, and I should know this off pat, but I'm not very good at season seven and eight off like the specific details. What is season seven, episode two of Friends? Because uh, that's where we're up to. It, I had the DVD of that. It's it's um it's after Monica's Thunder. Yeah, so oh, it'll be Rachel's book, won't it? Rachel's book. Good, glad we got that cleared up. Yeah, there you go. So this this is the podcast equivalent of the one with Rachel's book without the pornography. There is. There's a sex tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's literally a sex tape. Yeah. Oh, oh, how well it ties in. Um, Yeah, there is a sex tape. Uh, All right, we'll get onto that in a minute then. Fine. That's probably one of the most porny episodes, this, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's literal porn in it. Oh, God, fine. Okay. Um, Is it porn if you make it yourself? (laughs) Amateur porn, I think they call it, Pete. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but it's not made for porn, is it? It's made for like personal enjoyment. Is that porn? What makes porn porn? Oh, you're, what you're suggesting that pornography is just isn't it porn when it's a wider audience? Right. Uh, oh god, god. Oh no. I just typed pornography into Google. And... Don't do that. Well, well, no, no. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not pressed enter yet, but it does do the Google suggests thing, and the first one is pornography addiction. Is there any hope? I hope. Wow, it's dark. Uh, Pornography definition is what I was going to type. That's good to get the dictionary. Printed or visual material containing explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate sexual excitement. I suppose it probably is all porn, isn't it? Yeah, it it doesn't say for a mass market, you know? (laughs) (laughs) For an audience of at least... No, there's no criteria there, is no, there? No, no, no. Single or double, you know? Sing, it's like a single person, two people, more people. Hang on, I have a question. Okay. What did that say again about... Read it again. Printed or visual material. So you can't have such a thing as audio porn? Well, this is probably an old... Like one of those classic hasn't caught up yet, you know? Because I would suggest if they're counting printed material, as opposed to visual, aka... Okay, like erotic literature, then audio definitely counts as well, right? Someone must do a bit of a porny podcast. It's just, you know, like noise. 
Yeah, just noises. Well, as it happens, uh, if you subscribe to the new tier on our Patreon <laughs> this month, we have no, um, no, literally nobody wants to hear that. Like in the nicest possible way, why would you do a porny podcast? Because it's so easily accessible without having to go to the Apple Podcasts app, you know? Or... Directly in your ears, though, isn't it? It's quite quite intimate. Uh, the podcast, I mean, that's um, that's <laughs> quite intimate. Yeah, okay. Well, look, I'm not going to Google it. Of course I'm going to Google it. Um... Like, for some some people would probably say that ASMR is porny. Well, yes, that's 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 kind of a 2021's best erotic sex podcasts to download right now. Well, I'm not going to. But there you go. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of sex podcasts, but I can't find anything specifically that is just pornography. Oh, um, that's interesting, isn't it? But is erotic, Gap in the market, I Erotic think. audio is, is is the audio equivalent of porn, isn't it? Anyway, look, shall, shall we move on? I feel it's important um, that we move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're doing season nine, episode seven, the one with Ross's inappropriate song, 175257. For fans of the production code, Wikipedia synopsis says as follows. Rachel is jealous that Ross can make Emma laugh by singing Baby Got Back. Phoebe meets Mike's affluent parents and tries impressing them with a snobbish accent. And Chandler and Joey find a videotape in Rich's apartment with Monica's name on it. What I would say is that synopsis has done absolutely nothing to add any information to Louisa's, who said no, oh, Louisa did the trick. She? Yeah, that's a, that was a very strong and concise request um, from May the 1st last year. Sorry about that. Uh, and underneath it on Wikipedia, it says, special guest star, Paul Rudd. That's Mike. Not already a guest really, by this no, point, I was going to say. It says that in all of them from the next... That's nuts. That's nuts. At some point, you just stop becoming a special guest, don't you? Right, so where should we start, Pete? We've got the three plot lines. We've got parents, porn, and... Um, what's the other one? I just said it. Oh, parents, porn, and... Poorly rapped music. I was trying to think of a third P. Can, can we get that bit out of the way? The song. Yeah. Yeah, there's not actually that much to it's it. It's not really in it much, is it? No. It's, was, it's only like two or three scenes. I was and that's very it. surprised with how little it, it was involved. Because it's the start and it's the end. And then only pretty much two other scenes in the whole thing, isn't it? I know that the joke is that it's an inappropriate song to sing to a baby. But even knowing that, it's still fucking nuts, isn't it? It just, well, babies don't really have a clue what's going on at that age, but I'm sure at some level it's registering on some sort of deep-rooted development. The only positive to take from this is that Emma won't be actively traumatised by it, you know? Singing a song about how you like your own daughter's ass (laughs) is awful. Then Then add into the fact that it's your newborn baby daughter. I mean, it's... It's. I know Ross says I'm a terrible parent, but I think that is shrugged off too heavily for what's happening here. Another sign of uh, potential uh, poor parenting is that Emma's bedroom appears to be a corner of the hallway. <laughs> Ross just goes and like puts her in the corner of the hall, and it's like a low key Harry Potter in a cupboard under the stairs. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, we never see i mean we do see ross's bedroom a couple of times when him and rachel sleep together and all that sort of stuff but we never sort of see the geography of ross's apartment in that way do we We like we never see down the corridors or anything we like see that. the kitchen we see the kitchen yeah never see his bathroom never see his bathroom and 
Is it a one or a two bed? It's a two bed, surely, isn't it? Because Rachel lives there, and you know the people live there that aren't Ross. Yeah, I just there's, there's well, not enough doors for that for my liking, but that's fine. Well, but, so just shove Emma in the hall. Yeah, well, exactly. So Ross and Rachel have clearly got a room, and uh, rather than decide which one of them's going to have Emma in their room, <laughs> they've just opted for neither of us. She can yeah, never they keep her in bloody her in room. Neutral territory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Switzerlander, don't they? Completely Switzerlander. Um, we do mainly ever only ever see her in the living room or the corridor, don't we? So there's no evidence to support the fact that she stays in one of their rooms when staying at Ross's. We do have it in um, in Joey's apartment. Like, we see Emma in Rachel's room there, don't we? Um, on a more uh, pernickety level, always bugs me this, that Ross sings the song a bit wrong. They sing. They both sing it at like a slightly different rhythm and things. Don't yes, they? yeah. Rachel at the end does it as as, as, as well, and the, it's, it's it's just one of those things where I think, why has that happened then? Yeah, <laughs> like Ross's line is "You you other brothers can't deny," which he just sings in a different rhythm to the way Sir Mixalot sings it, and then Rachel does it at the end with the line "Has your girlfriend got the butt?" Just different rhythm. Why? Why have they done that? Surely the only thing they've done in preparation for these scenes is listen to Baby Got Back, like, almost immediately before they've shot, shot this scene, right? I wouldn't know beyond I like big butts and I can't oh, lie. Oh, Pete, come on, you're just crying out know. here for us to test this theory, so... No, I, from I don't the top, know anything else. Yeah, go on, no, go on. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yeah. Your other brothers can't deny. Yeah. When a girl walks in... Yeah. With an itty bitty waist, yep, and a round thing in your face, yep. I'm done. You get sprung. Continue. Want to pull up tough because you notice that the butt was. St- I've got the lyrics because I was t- I was checking how far you could get. Oh, you're a fraud. Because you notice that butt was stuffed deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. I don't think people need to listen to us say the words of. <laughs> So makes no. the baby got back. No. Maybe we can end the podcast with a dramatic reading. <laughs> uh, again, content nobody wants, but let, let, let that not stop us, Peter. When's it ever stopped us before? Yeah. Uh, so Ross makes Emma laugh, doesn't he? Singing the song. Rachel gets mad and then resorts to singing the song. That's basically the second scene. That's that's all there is to it. Although before Rachel does rap, Baby's got back. She does some of the worst sort of freestyle rapping I've ever heard in my life. My, something about my name. My name mommy, is Mummy, and I'm here to say. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that again I know that's the joke that it's supposed to be bad, but it just makes you shudder a bit, doesn't it? With its. Oof. One of those. There isn't much else to really say about this plot, is it? Just sort of. That's literally it. That's literally it. it. Rachel gets mad, which is completely justifiable in the moment, but then resorts to it, uh, and then there is that very funny um, closing sequence, the post-titles credits, isn't there? Where, which I think is interesting, because at that point, Mike is just sort of very much part of the gang, doesn't he? Comes, uh, he's at the doorway with the rest of them, yeah. like he's like he's embedded. Just wanders in, doesn't he? Yeah. I guess that is just after him and Phoebe have declared their love for each other. So it's a nice cementing moment of him to the group, I would have thought, you know? True. So, yeah, I mean, shall we leave the first bit there? Yeah. Okay. Onwards to either the pawn or the parents. Uh, Pawn. Pawn first. Uh, So this all comes from Joey's desire to invest in something either pete some property or an emu farm the classic two options emu 
Emu. Not emu. 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 Yeah. Yes, is that um, like a- an emailed cow noise? An emu. <laughs> it's like a. It's like an electronic cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. It's emu. At first, I thought it was Joey getting it wrong, and then Monica, Monica says emu. Yes, I feel like we're going to get a number of bits of correspondence from the Yanks across the pond, aren't we, Pete? Saying yeah, that's what, how. What the hell, guys? That's how what we sell hell? emu, emu, emu. The other thing is that Monica says, "Oh no, they're raised for farming." Who's eating emu? Well, emu. Oh, you're doing it yourself, now, isn't it? Yeah, emu meat. We don't really eat emu meat here, do we? No, we don't. What do you call emu meat? You just call it emu. Meat. Yeah, I think you do, but everything else has got a name, hasn't it? Emu. Emu meat. Emu meat. I'm, again, I'm spotting another gap in the market, Pete. I don't. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to provide that market with emu meat. No, that is true. Actually, is okay. Okay. Well, when you're uh, getting in touch with us to yell at us for the way you sound, say the word emu. Can you tell us if you all eat emu meat? Is that like a? Has re- anyone listening to Friends of Friends ever eaten emu? That's all we want to know this week. That's all we want to know. Um. So yeah. So Joey was about to invest in an emu farm. But then decided not to because what a dreadful idea. Because as we've just discovered, you can't buy the emu meat anywhere. And because Monica seems to know a lot about investing. She does. Interesting point of Joey's sort of saving technique here, isn't there? Where he keeps his cash. Oh, yes, behind the toilet. Yeah, but he's he's buying a New York apartment, Pete. Like, he's, he's got enough yeah. money to buy a New York apartment. That is, that's a fucking big toilet, isn't it? Richard's apartment is over a million dollars. That is... Absolutely. Well, That's a Richard gimme. is a very well-paid eye doctor if he can afford a home overlooking Central Park, as it's referenced as the one he's moving into yeah. is a beautiful place overlooking Central Park. Like That's Mike's parents kind of rich. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that apartment that they're in like, is worth bare, bare coin already. So Joey must have like over a million dollars taped to the back of his toilet. Also, that is not an apartment Richard would live in. No, it's not. It's, it really isn't. It, the, the styling of it is not Richardy. Richard is very like it would be very classy, but traditionally decorated. If it was Richard's apartment, and instead it's got all these weird bits of modern art all over the place. It's not far Richard-y. too modern for Richard, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally. Agree. Richard's place would be lovely. I can believe that, but it would not look like this. No, and we've is this supposed to be the same apartment that we've seen previously? You know, right when Monica first meets Richard, he's, presumably he's moved by then. But we only see that the kitchen in that bit, you know, when her and Phoebe are catering the party. But that feels more like a classic Richard place, you know? And this one doesn't feel very Richardy. Although, do you know what? I think we learn a lot about Richard in this episode. He's got a bit of a dirty side, hasn't he? Well, it's an interesting insight into Richard's like hobbies as a serial taper of sex, isn't it? Like yeah. like a one-off with Monica, who was, as he admits, the uh, like the second woman he's ever slept with. Well, also, um, I had never seen the line that bastard taped over me. Ah, uh, you're classic watching it on the telly aren't until you? today. Yeah. So when she said that, I was like, oh, that's how this has happened, and that's how. Monica knew that she had been taped at some point, but I don't know. Do you know what, I mean? what happens all... in the sort of TV censored version? Well, it's just that she realizes it's not her. Uh, what? That's not me, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, that is a fairly weak. Um... And then weirdly goes, "This is so insulting," but I suppose that's not really clear why she was insulted. Says that yeah. now it is. Oh, fine. By the way, also, yeah. Chandler has too much of an issue with this. 
Like, your wife had a sex life before you married her. Deal with it. Chandler's insecurity around Richard all the way through this is still like, he's, he's like so clearly, as it were, won the day. You know, he, he is with Mon. It's not like he's got this sort of anger issue with someone that's stolen someone from him, as he might see it. Like, he's he has won the day. He's married to Monica. And he's still so insecure about her ex-boyfriend. Well, also, just on like a, a... Even if you take his insecurity about Richard away from it, um, you got to accept that your grown woman of a wife has <laughs> had sex with other people before yeah. she married you. Like, that's... Yeah. that. That's allowed. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Well, what I would say is that he that there's an element to which he might feel an insecurity because he's not a sort of, you know, dirty sex taper Chandler, and he might feel like, oh, does is that what she wants? You know, like, am I not giving her something she wants? But his all of insecurities start even before they discover the tape, don't they? You know, like he's talking about beating Richard to death with a club, a golf club at the start, mm. like just because he's selling his apartment, like not because of that, but. You know, just from the news he's selling his apartment. Um, by the way, when Joey watches the tape, yeah. uh, TV clearly off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can actually see blatantly that it's turned off. Yeah, there's some very strange continuity bits in this. Did you also notice Monica's knee pads? No. <laughs> you know the scene where, no. she, where she comes in and Joey, where Joey pulls her down to the floor. She's wearing well, she's a long... She's learning to skateboard. Yeah, I she's, love wearing, that. <laughs> she's wearing a long skirt, but as she falls to the floor, it just like rides up uh, over the knee pads and you can see that <laughs> she's prepared for that. You know, that. No one ever say Courtney Cox doesn't do her own stunts, guys. <laughs> yeah, what a stunt that is. <laughs> Falling gently onto the floor. Uh, and actually not even onto the floor, really. Onto two other people, isn't it? I say it's the, yeah, it's, uh, she's well cushioned. Yeah, already cushioned by by two grown men. Don't need the knee pads caught. Interesting place to keep your sex tapes, isn't it? On show. On show, just with the rest of the films. Yeah. Like, just with your, with your, your Hollywood blockbusters. Especially considering, like, this situation that they're in, a.k.a. Richard's given the key to his apartment to a real estate agent, and th- they are showing strangers around the apartment you know and someone sees a tape with a name on it and says hey let's watch that yeah exactly or just what everybody as as joey says you know the first thing you think when you see in a a man's apartment a tape with a name on it this is very 90s problems aren't they like nothing that any of us had to contend with before well absolutely it can't relate to well can't relate to having a display of vhs tapes no exactly yeah yeah never mind ones sort of hand hand scrawled um so Tanner takes the tape, they watch it, Monica comes in, she realises it's not her. That's how it ends with that line that you've never heard. Here's the interesting thing about this plot line for me, Pete, and this is quite niche, but stick with me, will you? Have you ever watched the TV show Coupling? No. Okay, so Coupling was, to all intents and purposes, a sort of British friends. Um, are you aware of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stephen Moffat, off of Doctor Who fame and all of that, wrote it. And it has Jack Davenport in it off of, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. And it has uh, Sarah Alexander in it. And it's a great show. Really funny. There is an episode of Coupling where uh, a character called Susan is dating Steve. They're the two main, they're the Ross and Rachel, as it were, or the Monica and Chandler, I guess. And But she used to date a man called Patrick, who's also part of the gang. And Steve is round at Patrick's apartment and sees a tape with Susan's name on it. And gets all, you know, pajiggity and, oh, what's going on here? Gets all what? All pajiggity. 
I don't is that a word? word? I don't think it's a word. But it's okay, a, carry on. Takes the tape. Watch it. Susan walks in. Big palaver. What's going on? Why are you watching that tape? How how could you? And then she literally says something like, I can't remember, I've not watched it in years. And do you know what the worst thing about this is? That's not even me. And it turns out that Patrick has taped over Susan. It's the oh. exact same storyline. Which came first? Coupling. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. I was I was absolutely ready to be like, oh, God, oh, oh, Moffat. Oh, Moffat, what have you done here? But it turns out this episode of Coupling uh, aired two years before this episode of Friends. Slight turkey on the head and Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Bean did that first, didn't he? Yeah, Bean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bean Bean did the turkey first. It, now you take a step back and you in this episode you have uh, a plot that's completely lifted from another sitcom and the title plot, which is about a father singing about his newborn baby's baby daughter's bottom. Ass. Yeah. It's a strange episode when you're looking at it through that lens, isn't it? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Okay, then, to Phoebe and Mike's parents. Not Phoebe and Mike's parents, they have the same parents, but Phoebe, comma, and Mike's parents. This is one of those plot lines, and I know Louisa flagged it and said it's really good, and there, loads of, there are loads of really funny bits in it, 100%. There's also loads of mad bits, which we'll come on to. But this is one of those plot lines where, you know, when you realise it's that episode, and you just yeah. sort of like, it just slightly stresses me out when I hear Phoebe going, oh, I'm meeting Mike's parents, because you know what's coming, and there's that, do you know what I mean? You get that sort of like slightly eggy feeling. Well, her nervousness about meeting Mike's family is, is very sweet, and mm. the thing is that she doesn't help herself with her conversation choices, obviously, but it's an uncomfortably formal occasion that that has been set up for this meeting. Like, why are Tom and Sue there? Mm. I don't understand why. I've literally written why are Tom and Sue there. Like, this is a big moment, isn't it? It's almost like they're only there for that joke about how boring <laughs> yeah. they are. But in, in the real situation, as it were, you're meeting your son's, like, partner and you've not decided you don't like it yet. So you're like, oh, cool, let's have him around for dinner. Why are you inviting Tom and Sue? Yeah. And I think I think even I, I can understand if you're meeting like 
I mean, uh, uh, many of us have experienced this when you're meeting your new partner's parents. Like that's a a, a scary thing, even yep. if they're lovely. It's still just a sort of like inherently scary thing. It's made scarier by it being like formal dinner party with staff working in their home. Yes, a hundred percent. And what I would say added to that is that Mike does not help this situation in general by continually not only leaving Phoebe on her own to talk to the parents, which is, you know, for her clearly quite daunting, but sort of like sending her off on assignments to do it, you know? Why don't yeah. you go over there and talk to my dad now while I just stand here? Sure, all right, fine. Yeah, it's also, there's only six people there. Yeah. You can't really mill around in twos. <laughs> it's not like a party. I know, why are they not all just having a chat? You know, yeah. that's what happens at the start. Why, does, why doesn't that vibe continue? Why is Mike's dad just standing in the corner of the living room during a very small dinner party? Um, but Phoebe doesn't help the situation to she by her, like you say, top, topic of conversation and then punching Mike's dad. Yeah. Um, which, you know, of course, like he says, you want to know why wouldn't you punch me in the stomach? Um, but it, it's uh, that sort of... Lisa Kudrow does that really nervous energy really well, doesn't she? Like sort of the, the panic and she starts off normally and then she panics and, you know, like the the conversation about Mike and her banging starts off yeah. in a really nice way. Like Rattler her board like a sailor on yeah. <laughs> But it starts off with like, your son is very lovely and respectful of women and then basically just U-turns into, and boy, do we do some good sex in, basically. And my favourite bit of, possibly my favourite bit of the whole episode is... The start of a scene where it just cuts to Phoebe singing the final few oh, lines that, of Smelly Cat. I agree, that is it's so, so funny. good. Yeah. And then when we're given the context of the fact that she, um, she sung it because yeah. no one had talked for so long. <laughs> I, I love that. And I, you, it, it's obviously intentional, but you really feel like it would have been nice to see like the whole yeah. kind of thing, but it's it's good that you don't. No, it's, it's, it's such a well done moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes, I think that's probably like, off the back of the it's ad just break a bit, or It's know. a bit where she goes like, um, and then it goes back the to the chorus. <laughs> yeah, like she hasn't been singing the song. She's been talking <laughs> yeah. them through the song, like a sort yeah. of, like a TED talk. Showing her work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so well done. Um, why doesn't she pay taxes? That's my question. <laughs> yes, a bit of tax dodging Tax there. dodging. Cash in hand. Ca- it's her entire job, cash in hand, flipping heck. You'd think you'd... Think you'd I'd flag something on the old IRS system, wouldn't you, if you weren't paying anything? Um, so, yeah, Mike keeps leaving her to, to talk to his parents, and that all goes wrong and goes wrong, and she punches him in the stomach, and he has to go and check for internal bleeding, etc. The worst bit, though, of this entire plot line, Pete, the bit where she has to eat the meat. Yeah, that is uncomfortable. Why does nobody stop her? Like, Mike sort of I- goes, oh, you don't have to eat that. And she goes, no, 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 no it's fine. And after that point, Mike's parents, I mean, fuck, absolutely fuck them. They're just watching her eat the meat. Yeah, she should have punched a bit harder. Yeah, right. And his mum even smiles at the end when she goes, mmm, yummy. She's like, oh, thank goodness you liked it. It's like, if you're a lifelong vegetarian, or even a vegetarian, or even just don't like a thing, to just sit there and be like, well, obviously the polite thing to do would be to eat this meat. And not to just go, yeah. actually, do you know what? We'll have one of the staff, of which we have plenty, apparently, whip something up. Yeah, there is definitely an alternative knocking about. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it made me really, it really made me feel a bit ugh, queasy, that bit. And then she goes off, throws up in the in the closet, and um, they declare their love for each other. Happy days. It's like a sort of nice um, 
uh, moment in Phoebe and Mike's relationship. This isn't a, a sort of significant point. Yeah, and it's quite a bold move of Mike to be like, no, you're right, fuck my parents. Um, let's go off and have a nice time together. Like, he, that's quite a quite a gesture that he makes it is considering like we there doesn't seem it doesn't really appear to be a fractious relationship does it mike and his parents they seem to get on all right um and we don't really hear too much about you know he seems to have a fairly close family unit but yeah he does just go nah absolutely fuck you guys this is this is my choice and then they run off into the sunset to wait for Mike's parents to die so Phoebe can inherit all the money. That's that's something Pretty we never much. saw in Friends. Do you know what? That is the spin-off they should have made. Mike's parents die and Phoebe suddenly becomes incredibly wealthy. I'd watch that. Yeah. Do a quiz. Yeah, let's do a quiz. Uh, oh, no, quotes. Oh, the new bit. I forgot. Uh, uh, yeah, do we do the new bit first, then the quiz? Is that how this works? Yeah, all right, fine. Uh, the new bit as... Started last week on this here podcast. Uh, top three jokes. What are your top three jokes from this episode, Pete? I, I actually had four, but one of them was, and then it goes back to the chorus, which just me- it's not really a joke yeah. per se, but the whole oh. scene is so. Oh, my funny. doors. Two seconds. There's someone at my door. Oh, well, one sec. Let's listen in on this, guys. Live Hello. delivery. Do we think? Two seconds. Oh, it's quick. Yeah, sounds like a delivery to me. What do we reckon? It's, for context, it's quarter to four on a Monday afternoon when we're recording this, so a bit late for the post. But it could be an Amazon or something. Or it could be like a... It's too quick for grocery shop, that, wasn't it? So I guess we'll find out when Pete gets back. I'm not sure he expects me to still be talking when he gets back. And I've sort of Hello. a live commentary on this whole thing. Hi, Pete, oh, he's back. What have you been doing? I've just been doing a live commentary on it. Have you? Yeah, well, was, uh, we, we were wondering, weren't we, guys? Um, well, I was wondering, and hopefully everyone else was. What it was, because it's quarter to four, Pete. A bit late for the post. Was it, uh, I think, I, my guess is Amazon delivery. Yes, but not for me. Oh, who's it for? Neighbour. Ah, I thought you had a for sorted, number four, if had a sorted secret there that you're going to, not for me, for my living lover. No. Just neighbour. Who's your neighbour? Um, just do whoever lives at number four. Oh, you don't know them by name? No. Not very neighbourly of you, is it? I would say that uh, the smelly cat bit is is definitely in there. Yeah. In fact, they're all part of the Phoebe storyline for me. That's kind of okay. I also love Michael a pimp spit in her mouth. <laughs> uh, just generally the whole pimp spit bit. And then my fa- one of my favorite parts of the whole episode as well is a line that is so cruel on Monica. And so funny, and particularly when Phoebe doubles down by not realising why it's so mean, oh, yeah. of uh, Rachel saying that, that Judy's always said that Rachel was like the daughter she never had, which it's, I think is so bleak for Monica, but I love it. so bleak, and it's so glossed over just for Phoebe's, you know, like Phoebe's you've got to learn to listen type vibe. But my God, what a cutting remark that is, you know? And it's that's great. like, we haven't had a lot of... Um, Judy's awful parenting of Monica for a while. You know, that's very early friends, isn't it? But it's it's nice that uh nice to see it rear its little head again there. Still going strong. Uh back on the Mike and Phoebe, I think so my third was um Mike saying what well, Phoebe said, I've never met a boyfriend's parents before, and Mike says, But you have met humans before, right? <laughs> yeah. Um and then a couple of Ross ones. Uh, a couple of Ross and Rachel ones, actually. I really enjoy when Rachel comes in and um Emma's been laughing and Ross sort of goes you know, she's been laughing. It was amazing. <laughs> and Rachel goes, and I missed it because I was giving a makeover to that stupid hippie. Yeah. And there's just something, again, it's very like hippie Phoebe. 
as a vibe is very season one, isn't it? But I just love that, that that's how they still see her. Um, and then a really throwaway one from Ross for me is probably my favourite one. Just, I really love the way Schwimmer delivers um, when he's trying to justify Baby Got Back to Rachel. <laughs> and he goes, actually, it's promoting a healthy body image because even big butts or juicy doubles. <laughs> and she stops him there. But the way he sort of does the uh, air quotes and the uh, juicy doubles just, just, just made me chortle, Peter. Them's our top jokes. Them's our top jokes of the episode. Um, Louisa has kindly provided a quiz. Lovely. Uh, I have the quiz in front of me. Are you ready to quiz? Yes. Question one. Who took the SATs for Rachel? Uh, that will be Pete. Wallace Pincer. Well done. Thank you. Question two. What does Joey think emus are? Uh, some sort of plants or vegetation. A type of plant. A Correct. Type of plant. Chandler lists three films on Richard's shelf before oh, he notices sh- the tape with Monica's name on. Name two of them, says Cool Louise. Hand Luke uh, yeah. is one because I just remember thinking is, is it Rambo or something like that? No. Clint no. Eastwood film. Hmm? Clint Eastwood. Oh, you're going to expose my... Um, it's Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, okay. A Magnum it's 4. Magnum 4. Dirty Harry is Clint Eastwood, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, question four. What are Mike's parents' friends called? Well, we've already mentioned that. Tom and Sue. Tom. Sue. Um, but for a bonus point, name the daughter. Ooh. You know Tom and Sue's daughter. Jennifer? Jen, yes. Jen. And finally, number five. How many bathrooms does Phoebe say the house has? 14? Oh, so close. 13. Oh, 13. Oh, That's so annoying. Good quiz. Thanks, Louisa. Thanks, Louisa. And I've got some good news, Pete. Uh, I've had radio contact from the fourth quizzed Amy. Actually, this is a good point to let her know whether there's a quiz for next week. She doesn't need prepared. to do one next week. So get another week off. She is, however, Pete, coming to the live quiz. Um, so there you go. That's the end. Um, bye. See you next time. Oh, what's next week's episode? Oh, my God. Dave, God, the format the knowledge today. is terrible for me today. <laughs> next week's episode is season two, episode 16, the one where Joey moves out. Oh. Shall we end with a dramatic reading of Baby Got Back to Fade? I've, yes. um, I've got the lyrics here, so. You may read it. I'll provide accompaniment. Oh, my God, Becky. Look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. But you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a t- <laughs> total prostitute, okay? Wow. Not, not very, very dramatic. That is... Sorry. They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt. It's, it's just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like, out there. I mean, oh, gross. Look, it's just so... Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.